so yeah, I mean, we've we've had a successful program, but it's because the kids are willing to put in that work. And that's one thing that I think was missing. And it's just my opinion. Like, I think we can dumb things down for kids or just lower the bar for them instead of make put the bar set up high and have them go get it. And they want to get it. And, you know, and the pride that they feel when they win state, um, that, and that'll never be taken from them, right? The banners are at the school forever, um, gives them a sense of pride. And so that's one thing we worked on was just like raise that bar and go get it. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian Atkinson, the host of the Park Rose Life podcast. It has been a minute since we've done one of these things. I'm glad to be doing another one, and I hope that the wait is worth it for you all. I think it really is because I have a great guest today. His name is Gary, and he's joined by his wife, Melissa. Gary and Melissa Muzzy, they've been involved in Park Rose for a long time now. You may have heard of them because Gary is a coach at the high school, coaches swimming and water polo, and together they run Crush Athletics, a.k.a. Blue Crush, for the aquatic aspect of it, and they're going to tell us the origin of how that came to be and some of the awesome stories they've had along the way being involved in the lives of youth in Park Rose. So with that, I want to welcome Gary and Melissa. Let's get to it. Gary and Melissa Muzzy, welcome to the studio. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's give our listeners just a really brief snapshot, bullet point. What the heck are you doing in Park Rose as of right now? Uh, we're here to help the community. I think just uh, youth sports or um, trying to, I don't know, affect the youth as much as possible. Um, that's what I've been, I've born and raised in Park Rose pretty much since fourth grade. Um, so just trying to give back uh, to the community. Okay, cool. And I noticed that you led with the community. You didn't just start listing off different sports. So really what I'm, I'm already picking up on is the community is, is the focus. Is that kind of the, your same heart, Melissa? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, falling in love with Park Rose boy in our early 20s, he's always just had a big passion for where he grew up. And when he started um, Blue Crush Aquatic Club, it was very clear in the very beginning that his heart was for kids and um, just parents and families and how to bring the community closer together. And so diving back into Park Rose over the years, that there's definitely a need for that. And so I think that's why our focus has been on that. That's great. We started, yeah. Cool. Well, let's hear some of your origin story, Gary, since you're the Park <laughs> Rose boy. Yes. You said you just said you started in the school district at fourth grade. Was fourth that grade. Prescott or which school? Uh, it was Sacramento. Okay, right on. Right. Same, uh, same neighborhood we're in right now. Yep. What yeah. was your experience like going to school and living in this neighborhood as a child? Uh, for me, it was great. You know, riding bikes, you know, just getting around with uh, your friends and everything. And it was a it was a good community where you know Friday night lights you know everybody even from fourth grade on we went down to watch the football games, um, it was just yeah it was great for me. That's great. What's your what's your take on things now? Do you uh, you don't live here now, right? No. no. Yeah, but 
being someone who's active in the neighborhood, do you think that tradition, that kind of Friday night lights, everyone at the football game is similar to when you were a kid or is it increased or decreased since then? Uh, decrease. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's there at all, really. Um, and that, and that's one of my focuses is just wanting to bring the community together, give something and through sports, right? Like I'm not there to do it academically, you know, it's for teachers in the school district, but for sports and getting kids going at a young age and just have bringing some sense of pride and community back to park Rose, you know, be great at something right on. Okay. So we've touched on sports. Melissa, you said diving in with blue crush. Mm-hmm. Was swimming always, Did you? were you like my son taking swimming lessons at four years old? Or when did you get into that specifically? Uh, yeah, back with Park Row Swim Club when I was, I believe, nine. Uh, my mom swam, so we took swim lessons at an early age. Um, and then started with Park Row Swim Club, yeah, when I was nine. Very cool. So let's just fast forward. We... Uh, you said you had a good experience growing up here. How did things change for you as you matured and were, were older? Like, let's say, high school age. You you went from fourth grade all the way through 12th grade at Park Rose. Is that right? Or I, We took a break. We went to David Douglas for a couple of years for swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, they okay. had a, a better, I guess, athletic program on some side. Um, but then, yeah, I came back to Park Rose and graduated. Um, you know, during the high school years, I guess, it, it was tough, you know, Sports honestly saved my life. You know, uh, my brother ended up going to jail when he was, we were, we're, we're twins. So when he was 16, uh, got in trouble, went to jail at 17 through 23. So, um, you know, during the end of my high school, <laughs> it honestly, like I said, it saved me. You know, they had a, uh, I forget what it was actually called, but uh, after school program that helped me graduate. You know, the teachers that were there, like, really cared and showed up. Um, Mr. McFadden great like i mean there were some really really strong teachers that helped kids like me um finish what was your outlook um i had read the article about your brother a while back but i had forgotten about it since it's been a little while since i read it um yeah what was your mentality when that force went down your brother's going away who's who's been by your side every day of your life uh what sports were you doing at that time and just like what was your outlook for your future in that moment? Well, I, I was doing swimming and water polo. Uh, and like I said, sports has kind of kept me focused on school as much as I was. Um, and then when that happened, it was just, you know, just gave up pretty much. Stopped going to school. Started getting in trouble on my own. Um, and then honestly, starting the club, again, and meeting my wife saved me. Right, because I was headed down that path doing some stupid stuff. Um and then trying to get back to the youth and they, where they looked up to me and needed me for guidance and, you know, not being hypocritical, you know, like practice what I preach sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then Melissa, you know, put a steady guidance in my life that I needed at that time. Way to go, Melissa. <laughs> okay, so well, since Gary's the Park Rose boy, we've been focusing on his story, but now you enter the story, at least in his life. What... um what were the circumstances that brought you two together? What was your meet cute? Oh, boy. Um, what brought us together? I think, wow, I don't know. We met out in our early 20s and I think on his 23rd birthday and dated for a few years. Um, we've been married. It'll be 15 years in October. And I think one of the things that just made me fall in love with Gary is just his heart and his passion for kids. And I knew 
just that would take him really far. And then um, knowing what he went through with his brother and also getting to know Larry and um, their family, they've been through a lot, you know, they have a deep history. So it's always been fun for me to hear Gary talk about the kids that he's coaching and how he can connect with them on a personal level because they all have a story to tell. It might be a different story, but he's just always connected with them. So I think that's what has just kind of like made me always love that about him. It's just that love for kids and um, his story has given him so much like roots in this community too. Very cool. Yeah. Gary, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to return the favor. What, oh. did, what did you see in Melissa <laughs> when you met her that attracted you to her? Well, just everything. Her, her belief in me, like since day one, it felt like she really – believed in who I was and, and maybe not who I was at that time but who I could be can I, I lost track of that I think for a little bit um so that was the biggest thing just her support her love for me no matter what um and I knew that I could you know trust right trust is huge in, in in a relationship and that I could trust her to be by my side even when things get hard you know you could just I could lean on her so I think that's that's what did it for me so you swam for for David Douglas and for Park Rose Right. And then even as a young man, you said you were, Melissa said you two were both pretty young when you started Blue Crush. So that was something that was like on the top of your list, even even in your youth to to give back to and and start up. Well, I wanted to I knew I wanted to work with kids. I thought maybe it was going to be a teacher. Um, And then I was I was working at Rossi Farms in the summertime. Um, And then. I was approached by the water polo coach at that time, Shane Dye, who was a middle school teacher, um, to help start a summer program. So I was like, great, I got time, I could do it. So I helped him for a few years. Um, And then Blue Crush actually came about with uh, then-superintendent Dr. Gray um, wanted, I guess, a a feeder program for Park Rose. There was still Park Rose Swim Club there, but for some reason that relationship soured or something over the years so she helped us or she let us start uh blue crush aquatic club you know helped us get that off the ground that's great that someone else saw something in you too and gave and specifically asked you they found a need and matched you to it and then it turned out to be grow into something huge that's really lasted in your family and in our whole community for over a decade so far that's great and what's your uh This might be a bit of a non sequitur, but I've been at the Park Rose pool recently and I saw your family's name up on the on the record board. Do you have a whole family of swimmers? I do. I have uh that record is Brittany, uh my my sister, who's also a twin, uh with Burgundy. Um and I have my brother, Larry. But yeah, she's God bless your mother, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Single mom, yeah. Um but yeah, that's one of the things I need to do 
as a coach is get her name off the record board, right? Like, that's, <laughs> we got to get faster. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, okay, so you said you started the summer program, which kind of grew into, like, a swim club throughout the year. So let's just chat a teeny bit about water polo, because there's probably some people listening who have never really even thought about that sport or like, oh yeah, is that the one with the yellow ball? Or uh, it's not super common or popular in this broader area. What attracted you to it and how is it, what's your passion for water polo specifically? Yeah, it's not very popular at all. Um, and I think my mom, like, like she was a swimmer growing up and it was, we couldn't afford to pay for college. So her outlook was, you know, basketball foot football there's a lot of kids playing it let's try swimming so i swam and then played water polo i was pretty good at those and then again got in trouble um but water polo is a great sport it, it's it's the toughest sport i've played i've played them all um but it's it, it just tests everything it's a little bit of soccer rugby swimming in the water um it's a real physical game but it's, it's a very fun game What's the experience like for kids who have never played it before? What, how do the kids that you introduce to the sport usually react when they first get into it? Well, <laughs> to be honest, the, the biggest hurdle is the, the speedo, right? <laughs> yes. That's funny. <laughs> no, no one wants to go in, in full on a speedo. Mm. Um, but, you know, we get them going at like anywhere from like eight years old up to, you know, some kids starting high school. And it is, the levels are very different, right? If you're in there eight and under, ten you know, you're on the, you can touch the bottom. There's smaller cages, different rules, right? So the kids are having fun. It's not as the cage is the goal. Yes. No, yeah. Okay. The goal. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as you work your way up in experience and age and level, then the game transforms into like a little bit more physical game, uh, up and down. At the highest level, it's played in all deep water, so you're not touching the, the bottom at all. Um, so you have people trying to take the ball from you or hanging on you and you're supporting them and yourself. That sounds pretty brutal. It, it, it can't be. Mm-hmm. Well, so did you grow up swimming and playing water polo too? Or is that a, no, no, <laughs> no. My first introduction to any of that was through Gary uh-huh. and water polo is such a crazy sport. We were just in California for two weeks. Um, cause he coached four teams of his teams, um, at junior Olympics. And I don't know how many games did we 40 games in that time. Oof. So it was a lot of water polo. So even though I've been watching it for years, I felt like it was a lot of learning in a small amount of time. Uh, and it is just so physical. It's such a crazy, crazy fun sport to watch. And you don't even know what's going on under the water. But I don't have, I don't have any interest in playing water polo or swimming. That's all through Gary. So <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I think water polo is really a unique sport and a it gets featured in the Olympics. It's on TV a decent yes, amount every four yes. years. I enjoy watching that. Those but underwater cameras. So you yeah. Can see what's going on. That helps yeah. with the, uh, the spectator aspect mm-hmm. of it, of course. Because, yeah, it's a little bit hard to watch since so much of it is underwater unless yeah. you have the right cameras for it. But, yeah, just the physicality of it is like, man, there's a couple sports like that. Obviously, we, when you think of physical sports like wrestling or football or any, you know, boxing and kind of stuff like that. But some sports that I think could be uh, pretty fun, water polo, lacrosse. It's like, actually, you're getting drowned or, like, hit in the face with a <laughs> yeah. stick. Or, you know, yeah. you got to be tough. Like a good idea. You got to be tough. Yeah, yeah these, and these, um, you can't be out of shape and even play water polo for a couple of minutes, right? I mean, well, these, I, these kids must be really, you must be really training them. Uh, yeah. yeah? At, the, at the highest level, like the high school, for example, we'll go, 
we used to go five hours a day for practice for doubles, right? Until they made rules that you can't. So we go three hours in the morning, five days a week, and then evenings, three days a week for two hours. Wow. Um, but yeah, they, they, we put in, put in some work for sure. So we touched on that, uh, how Blue Crush got started. I don't think that we've really touched on that you are and have been the water polo coach and swimming coach for Park Rose High School, boys and girls, both. Is that all accurate up to this point? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there anymore, but yeah. Until recently? Yes, until okay. this year. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so what has that dynamic been like being owning um, this Blue Crush, you know, private athletic league where you have all sorts of different ages and then also being someone who works for the school district and has certain responsibilities that are related to that. Has that been an interesting dynamic or has it been pretty fluid? It, it has been interesting, especially of late. Like, uh, so Blue Crush is a nonprofit or it's really okay. Crush Athletics. Blue yeah. Crush is underneath it. Um, you know, as different people get in different positions and kind of explaining the district relationship with Blue Crush or Crush Athletics has had over the last decade or so, you know, that's been kind of challenging. Um, but the more, for the most part, it's been awesome, right? Like, we, you're trying to grow a feeder program um, for the high school. Uh, they don't do swim lessons anymore, which is so it's been kind of challenging to grow uh, through Park Rose Kids and to give them that opportunity. Cause not oh, the school district doesn't do. Correct. Swim, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crush Athletics does in the summertime and all that, but not during the school. Um, so that, that has been the one challenging part. But as far as working with the district and, and me being a swim coach and a water polo coach for the district, it's been amazing. Like they, they've trusted me throughout the whole process. You know, we've won a few state championships, so I think that helps. Um, but they've just, you know, support has been awesome. Could it be maybe better? Like if we were football or something like that? Sure. But we're not the most popular sport. And so I get it. And they kind of just gave me the reins to, you know, do the fundraising and, and do everything. And I, and I really appreciated that. Just skated right past that, won a couple state championships <laughs> and such, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. But that's a big deal. I mean, would you say that uh, water polo and swimming both are like the sports that Park Rose has the most success in, and at least in the last like 30-ish years or so? I, well, th- we used to be really good at basketball too. Mm-hmm. I, but I, yeah, I would say that in dance. I think Park oh, yeah. Rose, mm-hmm. dance, and then uh, – Water polo are the only teams I think that have won you know state championships in the last well since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean we've we've had a successful program, but it's because the kids are willing to put in that work. Um, and that's one thing that I think was missing is I think, and it's just my opinion. Like I think we can like dumb things down for kids or just lower the bar for them instead of make put the bar set up high and have them go get it. And they want to get it. And, you know, and the pride that they feel when they win state, um, that, and that will never be taken from them, right? The banners are at the school forever. Um, gives them a sense of pride. And so that's one thing we worked on was just, like, raise that bar and go get it. Awesome. And totally agreed. Yeah, I mean, kids, kids is, and especially teenagers, they really can rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's what allows people to really rise above their circumstance or grow out of their, you know, bad habits that they see in their life. Uh, you mentioned that even just being in sports is what motivated you to care a bit about academics and all that too. But since you're in this position of um, both on the, the private side and working in the schools, 
have you encountered much pushback or had to think about kind of the opposite side of that where some youth sports is just kind of in, insanely intense like traveling across the country and 10 year old kids picking individual sports that they train in four seasons a year stuff i'm exaggerating maybe only a tiny bit but have you um how and that's i think it's kind of been getting worse over the years as some of yeah. like the community sports go away where you might have like when i was a kid i played one practice one game a week for whatever sport i was doing when i was little right and now some of those things are hard to come by but if you can find sports it's like consuming your life not just the kid's life but the whole family because they have to pay a lot of money to send you to a different state to compete so anyways that's that was long-winded but how has navigating that climate been yeah i think so I don't know how many years it's been now. Gary kind of came with this idea of why are we limiting ourselves to swimming and water polo? Like there is a bigger need in the community and there's all of these sports that are not being offered, especially to younger kids and especially affordable sports. We have four children. We have um, almost, it'll be 14 next week who plays competitive basketball. And we know exactly what you're talking about. It's just everything is like a full-time job for these kids and it's very different than when we were kids same thing I played sports through my school maybe a practice or two a week and a game with the neighboring school and that's totally gone away because club sports exist and the reality is is that families can't afford it and it has put in my opinion a little bit of a burden on the family structure because you're committing so much of your time to your children's sports and it takes away a lot from family dinners and family time together if you have multiple children like we do it's always the juggling act of well who gets to do competitive sports this season and how and what can we afford and so when Gary came with that idea of crush athletics can be such a bigger thing you know and he started really working through that and um, me getting involved of because it's just so much for him to manage the aquatics and then everything else is that's what we're trying to do right now is like how do we build interest at a younger age and make it affordable for families and it's not a full-time job for for kids um so that's that's kind of what our focus is now with crush athletics is how do we start changing the game a little bit you know let's go back and create what it was maybe designed to be without it in my opinion like i said putting just this burden on families that just can't do it yeah that's great to hear. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have recognized that same need and they're thinking about their own childhood. Like you know, yeah. we used to be able to enjoy sports and practice. And there's that element of like, yeah, raise the bar and ask these kids to train hard and pursue things. But also, especially for little kids, just like trying something out, maybe exactly. not ask them to be doing yes. this like 30 hours a week and right. flying to California for an eight year old kid or what, or 10, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I do think that there have been a lot of people in the neighborhood recognizing that need and you stepped up and and are developing it, which is so encouraging. And that's how we first connected is I just kind of knew your name and saw that you were doing, I think maybe branching, maybe one of the first ways you branched out was doing some basketball clinics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I saw that just on Facebook or whatever. And I was like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Let me um, give Gary a call. And at the time I was hoping to kind of collect a few different people who are passionate about community sports and just bandwidth and pandemic and having little kids myself it just kind of like fizzled and 
it was a lesson for me. Like, I don't have to be the instigator of, of everything or, or a lot of things, but you were already in the position to be able to, having, having related experience and being in a season of life, step up, and, and you did. So thank you for that. Yeah. And just as an aside, we, we touched on the swimming lessons. My son is currently in his second session this nice. summer of swimming lessons. He's in the first level because he's four. Oh, he's having the time of his life. Does he love it? Yeah, he okay. loves it. So, yeah. And one thing that was cool is I got to meet another. Most of the people I see, I think, are from Park Rose. Mm-hmm. And I've seen two people who have been guests on this podcast. They were oh, there. Um, other friends I have in the neighborhood, I see them with their kids there. Of course, I don't know everyone there. Um, but I did connect with one person who lives way closer in, in Portland. And she was like, this is great. I love this. This is amazing. And we've never been to this neighborhood. My husband just found this on the Internet. So I was like, oh, yeah. That's, you don't always hear like, yeah, we're coming to Park Rose to do something that's better than what our neighborhood in, has. Yeah. You don't hear that all the time. So Crush Athletics is something that is that right now. Right. Yeah, we've had Thank over for 400 kids in the water this summer doing lessons. And then just last month alone, I think we did like 150 private lessons. And August is already filling up like crazy. So there's yeah. clearly a huge need, you know, for swimming, especially after the pandemic and things were closed for so long. Yeah. So kids learning to swim is, is crucial. That's super encouraging. Yeah. Well, we started this conversation, you kind of giving me an overview of what you're trying to do and it being about community, but it also being about providing something positive for kids. What have been some of your wins as a mentor or some of the some stories that are coming to mind of specific kids whose lives kind of transformed partially by being involved with what you're doing? Well, I mean, I don't, I guess there's not like a, a story, like a specific one that comes to mind, but just like, you know, when I'm at home uh, hanging out with the family and I get a text message and thank someone thanking me, you know, that I coached a few years back saying, thank you. I see why you push us so hard. You know, I'm really thriving at my job. Um, I really appreciate you, you know, never giving up on me. Um, you know, I mean, there's just been hundreds, if not thousands of kids rolling through the program um, and just trying to have a relationship with all of them and give them a guidance. You know, some of them are, were in my situation, didn't have a dad, didn't have a mentor, someone at home uh, to be there. You know, my mom was working full time, you know, didn't have a lot of time with us, uh, but did the best she could. So just providing a voice or maybe some structure uh, to them. I mean, we've had kids go, uh, you know, some kids just graduating high school, you know, is great for them. You know, we've had kids get scholarships to go D1, you know, which is what they wanted to do. Um, so for me, it's just kind of like meeting the kids where they're at and never giving up on them, uh, no matter what, even though, like I told them, you know, I'm not here necessarily to be a friend. You know, there's going to be some days you don't like me, you know, I'm fine with that. But, you know, just know that I, I'm pushing you because I care about you. And so for me, that's just the biggest thing is, is them coming back years later and understanding why we grind, why, why we push, why our expectations are so high. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure that keeps you going. I know this is not easy work to do and not always. Uh, sometimes it can be kind of thankless. So I'm sure those things really inspire you to keep sticking with it. It definitely does. You know, after the end of the seasons, all the like, you know, I get paid for it. Um, but at the end of the season, the biggest things are like the cards, you know, the kids make, you know, and they all, cause that is what like, yeah, keeps you going, keeps me going, keeps me getting up early and, 
you know, missing some of my kids' games. You know, I mean, I do miss my oldest. I miss like all of his games, right, to be at everybody else's games, which mm. I don't know if that was – that's what I had to do at that time, you know, to build what we what we built. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just their kind words and, and their appreciative of, of that time. Um, I do want to cut touch on something you asked Perfect. earlier and then the most to answer the question about, like, youth sports and stuff like that. Um, for me, I think there was a need for us to come in because there were no youth sports opportunities at Park Rose, right? Like, a lot of people, a lot of communities, they just, there were no, you know, Park Rose. I don't know this for a fact, but, like, grade school football, grade school baseball, grade school basketball, where we all, like you said, we all were able to do that. And now there isn't that. And I think so clubs were needed. Now, I guess the debate with that is how much do clubs need to charge, right? And so, like, if you go out to Happy Valley area, Clackamas, they could afford, you know, our kid was paying, like, what, $600, $700 for a couple months, season. right, for a season. And out here, you can't do that, right? Like, so these kids get no opportunity, you know. So our goal would be to come in here and just, like, just give the kids the opportunity to do youth sports at a at a at a at a price that they could afford, mm-hmm. um, or scholarships. I mean, I don't think money should be a reason kids can't participate in sports. So, but I, but I do think there's a need for club sports since districts aren't really providing that opportunity for for the kids. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of those things are kind of hit or miss. My nephew just finished uh, a year of like club football. And now he's going to Park Rose High School. And on Facebook, I've seen that the middle school is actually going to have a football program right now. But uh-huh. it's been missing for a few years. Right. And yes. I know over time, you know, budgets change. Or maybe it, sometimes it's just resting on one person's shoulders. So if that person leaves, then the program's gone or whatever. So, um, you know, I'm kind of banking on you guys because you have a track record. And it seems like you're building things at an appropriate pace that you can maintain. I mean, no pressure, but yeah. <laughs> like I see that you're, I see that like right. you're not, uh, I'm sure it's, a, of course, I'm accepting it's a ton of work, but it's not like you just had this idea of like, let's do some basketball and volleyball like a year, like you just started a year ago. You've been at this over a decade. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, we, and that's our, that is our goal. It, it wouldn't be without like people, like we started futsal and then, mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic obviously put the brakes on that, but that was just a community member coming up to us and saying, what are you guys, you're doing this and that. What about futsal? I know nothing about futsal, but I will help, you know, get you sports going in, in any way I can. So we, um, so through their passion and, and our passion for sports and helping the kids, you know, we were able to offer futsal for a little bit. So it just, it, it takes a village, right? It's not, not just us, but yeah. if people want to come with ideas and, and help support that, like that's, that's kind of what made us be able to expand and stuff like that. Yeah. the end of our chat so i want to end this kind of looking forward towards the future and how people can get involved but i had one question that kind of came to mind earlier that's just going to be a little bit unrelated at this point but what have you seen i mean park rose is a racially diverse school Uh, at least it is 
recently and now. Mm-hmm. How, and swimming is not typically viewed that way as a sport that has a lot of... Uh, it's usually in America viewed as just a white activity or a white sport at mm-hmm. a competitive level, right? Mm-hmm. But Park Rose isn't that way. What has that experience been like? Especially thinking water polo, which is more of a team dynamic sport. Uh, I mean, I don't expect any like necessarily juicy stories, but have you had any kind of time to reflect on what it's like to get all these kids in the pool who aren't from uh, communities that necessarily embrace that activity? Well, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> our, our water polo teams, some teams don't look, don't have the diversity that Park Rose does. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, it's that's, I, I think, been the struggle because not a lot of people know how to swim. Right? And, and swimming or going to the deep end, if you don't know how to swim, can be terrifying. Like, right, you could die. Right? Like, and yeah. so just not having that or like understanding that like there are other you know there are people um of all different races doing that are swimming you know worldwide uh some of the fastest um swimmers in the world are you know it, it, it's not just a white sport in oregon it is right um and typically in the united states it is but it's starting to break through, mm-hmm. which is which is encouraging. And I think with the, I mean, we've had a few basketball players come out and they're dominating, right? Because they understand sports. Um, it, it so I do think hopefully it's trending in that direction. Um, but it's not. You would think with the diversity of Park Rose that Park Rose has that swimming would see that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it does not. Gotcha. Well, I guess I shouldn't have assumed, but I, we can keep it on the to-do list, and I'm glad that it's you're starting to see some some progress in that. And I'm just drawing from like looking at some of the p- team pictures and stuff, and I see, yeah. yeah, maybe not so many black and Hispanic and Polynesian kids, but maybe the Vietnamese kids are are pretty uh, successful with the team as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Well, with that, what are some of your your hopes for both? Park Rose um, swimming, water polo, and what's next for Crush Athletics? What can people be looking forward to? Well, for uh, we we just want to, I mean, hopefully Park Rose Athletics they just dominate. You know that that has been my goal since day one. Like as far as like just giving the community something to be proud of, right? Like let's show up, let's support these kids, let's you know, and 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 show that them that there is support out there for them, right? And that the community believes in them. Um, and so that's going to be our grind or what we're going to keep working on and striving for is just to make this community better. And, you know, obviously it'll make the community surrounding communities better. The kids that come, come this way to play with us. Um, but we, we definitely want to keep growing into futsal, uh, basketball, hopefully maybe volleyball. I think that's a need out here too, because club volleyball is extremely expensive. Um, but that, all that takes like a partnership with the district, which we've been working towards, and they've been amazing. Um, but I think that that would be our goal is just to continue to provide more and more opportunities at a high level and, in my mind, like done the right way, you know, treating kids respectfully, um, coaching them up the right way, um, integrity, all that stuff, responsibility, you know, teaching them how to be a man, you know, better human beings create better or a woman, you know, uh, better human beings create uh, better athletes. That's great. So, of course, obviously, if you're a parent with kids the right age to participate in these things, you can sign up your kids. Uh, not everyone listening is in that camp. What if you are really motivated and encouraged by 
what you're hearing today and want to contribute or support or get involved, whether at like a coaching level or maybe even if you don't have a specific experience and knowledge about a specific sport, what are some ways that people could get involved with what you're doing and be supportive? That's a great question. I mean, I think like Gary said earlier, it takes a village. We can't just do it alone. And through his aquatics, we've seen huge support from families who ask that question all the time. How do we be involved? Can we be a board member? Can we help set, you know, set up a fundraiser? How can we give back? And I know there's a lot of families out there that would probably love to be involved, even if their kids aren't of that age yet or they're just thinking um, in the future. But just reach out to us. We have, um, what's the website, Gary? Uh, Crushathletics.org. Crush .org. <clears throat> um, and just send us an email. And if you want to get involved, we're always looking for coaches because that's obviously a huge piece of this puzzle is how do we get coaches um, you know, to show up because Gary's obviously spread so thin doing aquatics. So there's a lot of opportunity. Wonderful. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. So let's thank you so much, both yeah. of you. This has been awesome. And yeah. I think we're just kind of touching the surface of what you guys have going on. And uh, I'll try to continue sharing with what you've been doing it. One of my most popular uh, like Facebook posts in our little tiny Park Rose life group yeah. was sharing about swimming lessons. Oh, I bet. People were so excited. <laughs> so I was like, I got to feel popular just for sharing your That's content. So awesome. But, but a bunch of my friends that are in the group signed up because of that. So I was yeah. like, That's great. I mean, they, well, thank they, you for sharing. They probably would have found it eventually anyway. But let's end. I've got a couple rapid fire questions for you and you can either both answer or just one of you, however you want to field it. Do you have a favorite food spot in the Park Rose area? Uh, we've been going a lot to Bistro 23 mm-hmm. um, and then down the level, you know, for a good good beer down there. Right on. Can't go wrong with either of those. This is a, a different one. Is there anywhere that you'd like to spend time outside in the area? Maybe we need an outdoor swimming pool. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, we used to go down to... The beach or the the river. Oh, the Columbia River? Yeah, down there. We used to put... Put a boat in the water or just yeah. hang out in the... Oh, just the hang sand. out. Yeah. Yeah, just right hang on. out in the sound. What is that yeah. like? Okay, so what you were getting at is if people... You just gave your website URL, but if they want to reach out and have a chit-chat, what's a good way for them to say hi? Just email and then crushathleticspdx at gmail is, our, is probably the easiest way because um, we're both checking that all the time um, or through the website. Cool. So the website crush crush athletics pdx yeah at gmail yep. and um, if you're listening online, which you must be, the show notes will include some of these links and okay. and uh, stuff like that. And as we end, you're about to go meet with the school district yes. to chat over some of these kind of details. So maybe if anything significant comes of that, either today or in the near future, we'll kind of update this uh, post on parkroselife.com or the show notes so you can kind of follow with with updates of, of what's going on and I usually try to share the big things you have going in a, in the different kind of Park Rose community Facebook groups so just keep your eyes open for all that stuff and we appreciate and that one Thank more you. thing I just thought of is parkrosepool.com we do have open swim times for the community to come in and lap, lap swim times um, and you can do rentals and stuff and we manage that so that's just another way for the community to have a resource so that's great. And I've yeah. been meaning to do that. And now yeah. that my son, now that I've seen my son do swimming lessons there and kind of I've gotten familiar with this space, I'm going to start swimming yeah. there too because I like to swim laps too. I never did okay. it as a competitor, but it's just a good way for me to exercise. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to start doing that really okay. soon. 
Good. It's fun. It's a great way. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mazis. Thanks. <laughs> See you next time. All right, that was our chat with Gary and Melissa. I really enjoyed myself. They were a lot of fun to have. Their joy really exudes. You can sense how passionate they are about this. And even though it's been challenging at times and they've taken some bruises and just the difficulties in trying to do positive things in communities that aren't always supportive or or willing to embrace what you got going on, they have been dedicated to this neighborhood. And that's something I was struck by the first time I talked to Gary uh, on the phone, like over a year ago. We had never met before today, but I could just sense that no matter the challenges, he was he was ready to face the obstacles. And they've done a great job of bringing people alongside them to to step up and, and get involved. And there's room for more of us. So I'm so glad that they agreed to, to chit chat and if you're looking for something that's a sign of growth and encouragement in Park Rose, I think they're a great example. Thanks for sticking with us on the Park Rose Life podcast. And we're looking for more on this show. There's been a few people I've been chit-chatting with, texting back and forth, trying to get them on. That's why we've had this long gap. So if you are someone who has a story to tell or your neighbor is someone who would be great to feature, I know uh, the humble among us don't always want to volunteer ourselves, but I'm always looking to meet more people and hear what's going on in Park Rose for my own sanity. So thanks for sticking with us. I'm Brian Atkinson. This is Park Rose Life.